You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Headlining this weekend's UFC 262 card from Nate Diaz all the way to Michael Chandler. I'm rooting for him. We have a great first name together. There will be no shortage of action. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC, has a heavyweight offer for this weekend's fight with 100 to 1 odds. Those are pretty good odds. I like them a lot. One fighter will be walking away with the belt. The other one will have to go buy a belt because they don't give two belts, you know, one to the loser. Uh, we'll be walking away with cash, Matt. Here's how. Just pay, well, you're not. You're probably not eligible. We're gonna find out in a second. Maybe I got fingers crossed. This isn't just for new people. Here we go. Just pick the main event fighter you think will win. A DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 100 to 1 odds on that fighter. Matt still sounds good. That's right. Bet one dollar on select fighters. If they win, you win 100 dollars. Matt still sounds good. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Matt still looking promising. Yes, we're in. Oh, uh, don't worry if MMA isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on a main card fighter to win. Place your bet. Watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code THPN to turn $1 and $100 on select main card fighters for a limited, limited time only. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or an Indiana 1-800-9 with it. Uh, but yeah, you want to hit those uh, UFAs? Matt, we've been waiting a while for... Uh some of these um, they're really going to clear up and you know uh, give Iserman basically uh almost an empty cap sheet to work with next season uh, yeah. to uh really double down on that uh you know uwm on the helmets and my god we're just gonna be doing uh hockey brokerage deals here in the offseason if we just pick up guys and throw in a draft pick um it's because a lot of these contracts are uh you know they're up but yeah we wanted to try and see um if you know we wanted to bring any of these guys back and we we had a, a, a ranking system here one through four matt only let me name the fourth one so that's the only fun one the other ones are all responsible names but here we go um so there's four ways we're going to rank these players number one is a steve Eiserman, which means this player's here for the long haul even after they hang up the skates they are going to hang up those skates and pull down a necktie and dress shoes and be part of the red wing price tags for years to come Matt, the second so you, tier down is here. You did bring up the best example of that, though, is also a Chris Draper. But continue. Well, that, oof. Well, yeah, that like kind of, that, that, that undoes our whole ranking system, if you're going to be a Chris Draper. All right, But Matt, he's here, he's here forever, and he goes, he goes into, uh, he goes into the, you know. Um, we might have to redo the RFAs then, because there's a few Drapers, I think, were in there. All right, Matt. <laughs> 
the next tier down is here and save for now, which is what we're going to call a Dylan Larkin. And then one tier below that is the Anthony Mantha. I'll sign him, but we're definitely going to be keeping an eye on that one because they might be train bait. And then the only one that Matt let me name was an oof, Samuelson. And it means we're basically getting one year of these guys or they're gone. Um, I mean, there there could be a lot of oofs in this. and that was, This is going to be an oof-heavy uh, portion of uh, – and we do know it's oof. Uh, but oof is more fun to say. Uh, Matt, we're going to start off here with Darren Helm on the ranking system. Iserman all the way down to oof. Matt, where you got Mr. Helm? Well, we, ha- uh, what, uh, we have uh, 1.1 million is where uh, evolving. And this is, we got all of these numbers uh, for expected salary from uh, evolving hockey. Um, we are uh, Patreon members, so I highly recommend you guys check that out. It's, uh, it's pretty tasty. well spent. Mike, I mean, here's the thing. I, I was about to say a lot of these guys are going to end up being oofs because that was the strategy. <laughs> like we, we, Steve went into this saying, I, "I'm going to have all these oofs, um, and their their contracts going to expire. Yeah. It'll make things easier to manage for me going forward." Uh, but this, I mean, this is the start of it, right? Like, it's just, is he going to stick around? Because we know Darren Helm. We do still have to ice a team, as we like to say. Uh, so I think a lot of that's going to come into play here. I want to say oof, but if they get him at that low $1 million, which, of course, they have the, all the cal- – uh, sap, sap, calorie – oh, my God, calorie. Salary, salary cap. Yeah. They have all the calorie sap in go. the world. So, <laughs> I'm tired. They have all the salary cap space in the world, so do they need to sit here and go, oh, we'll save a million on Darren Helms' contract? No, I think the easier thing is just to go buy Darren and pick up somebody else. But I I, I think I'm going to put him middle, I'll side him, but, and oof, Samuelson. Uh, oh, you know what? That's that's bullshit, right? I shouldn't do that. All right. I'm, I'm going to put him on, I'll side him, but. Um, like It's going to be short term. There's very little chance he's coming back next season. There. Or the season after that. I think this is arguably the toughest one to categorize because I feel like in some capacity, he would still have value to other teams as a fourth line, you know, kind of a grind him up player. Um, but he's still yeah. got some speed and man, look at that breakaway. You know, sometimes maybe, maybe he didn't score, but look at that breakaway. There he goes. Um, <laughs> I guess, I mean, he's for me, he's, he's, the, the two I'm leaning towards, uh, he's kind of, for me, going to be that Chris Draper here for the long haul. Um, this guy, is, he's already signed. You know, it's going to be our second time mentioning mortgages in this episode. He's already signed, you know, a, a mortgage deal or two um, to wear the, the winged wheel. And, you know, does he really want to uproot his whole life, probably living in Bloomfield Hills, floating around on a really nice yacht? You know, I, I don't think so. I, I think he wants to be here on a short term. Uh, kind of see how this plays out. Probably, yeah, you know, be that utility guy um, for the Red Wings. I, I don't see him going anywhere, Matt. I I think this is going to be. I, I don't think he's just going to get one point one either. I, I think they're gonna. They have the cap space. I think they're gonna just float him a little extra, a little extra dough yeah. here. I think he's going to get at least one point two. There, I said it. I think he's oh. getting a raise from what they. Um, I had him at two point five personally, but. Uh, Matt, this guy's—he's gonna retire in red. Matt, that'll bring us to our next player. While he does wear a lot of red, we miss him in his bleach blonde. Matt, it's Valtteri Filppula. 
I'm going to bet lead off on this one because I don't know if there's a lot of debate. I think this is one that we just kind of, you know, cut ties with. I, I think this is this is probably it. I, I don't know if we need this guy on our third line or at, at this juncture, he's our top line center sometimes. Um, but I think yeah, we need that start, depth. Get that, that youth movement going. And I think it can kind of start with Phil Pla here. This was this was kind of a favor for favor. Uh, hey, I need to ice a team. You need to, you know, earn one point nine from us or whatever we gave him. Um, I, I think this is fine. I think this is finally the end. I oh. I don't see this guy coming back, man. I was waiting give for me, you to give say, me an it's, oof. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, give me an oof. Yeah, yeah. This is an oof, Samuelson, for me too. I I don't I don't see any real reason unless this comes back to that. We need to ice a team conversation, but yeah, that the Philpla, Oof Samuelson, um, the you know, evolving hockey lists him at 1.3. Sure, it's a steal, I guess. I don't know, it's close to the basement of what you can give a guy, but there's there's other pieces, and I think we can try out some other stuff that's going on with the wing dings than uh, keep you know, keep filling out the bottom six with a Philpola and you know this is I, I'm gonna transition to a to, to Sam Gagne because I feel like the conversation's similar here. Um uh, evolving hockey he has met a million. I think with him at least you 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 have a guy that has a spot uh on the power play. But if if that's if that's really what we're looking at and we're we're playing around with the te- you know one of the worst power plays of all time this year percentage wise um <laughs> And we're gonna say that Gagne should come back and play on our power play. I think that's a that's pretty weak sauce from whoever's gonna make that comment. Because sure, if you want to make the you know the argument that Dan Bilesman doesn't know what he's doing for setting up a power play, that's fine. But um, we we can do a lot better than a Sam Gagne. Uh, it was cute that he got a hat trick this year, but he, he's an oof Samuelson for me. Um, again, the caveats are always gonna continue. If we want to tank next year and we just want to ice the team. You know, bring them all back for a million. But for me, we could probably do better. So, oof, Sam. Right. That's a, that's a funny point for this. If Iserman's kind of looking at that 2023 draft and he's like, Helm, Damn. how do you feel about seven million? Kanye, <laughs> come on board, buddy. We got five million for you. No, We're like, oh, no, I see I'm, what you're doing, Steve. I'm going to, I, I don't know, Steve. I'm going to retire. I, I think this is it. For oh, me. no. No. Come on in. It's going to be you. First line center. Wow. Don't you want to play with Verona and Lucas Raymond? (laughs) Oh. Um, Yeah, I guess uh, (laughs) it kind of makes me want to backpedal a little bit for the guy game. Um, But, yeah, this looks like another casualty here. I I don't see us, you know, shelling out for this guy. And I don't think he'd come back for a mill. If he's going to come back for a mill, I I would think he'd want to be, you know, on some sort of contender. Is there a reason we skipped over Glenn Denning, by the way? Yeah, I thought uh, he wasn't an oof, is what I said. I wanted to have a similar conversation with Kanye. And, uh, Glenn Denning, for oh. me, is an uh, I'll side him, but. We had. <laughs> we had one, two. Uh, some of these don't really count because they're not, they didn't really play enough. Um, so, our top three guys for plus minus, and believe me, it's not Ugh. like anything yeah, dazzling, but Robbie Fabry, Danny DeKaiser, and Luke Glendening. They're all plus three somehow. Um, <laughs> Luke, obviously, the only one, he basically he played every game, um, you know, was leading the league in faceoff percentage. I, I, 
I think this is a guy that um, he's probably going to have his most value here. Um, you know, cause we're just gonna, you know, let him own that fourth line and, um, be a little bit of a concierge for our young players as they come up, you know, this is our locker room. You know, this is kind of how we do things around here. We just kind of lose until we get that draw, you know, win the left uh, draft lottery. That was a hard sentence for me to say. I kept wanting to say laugh factory for some reason. This is the Red Wings laugh factory where uh, wins don't matter. and doesn't, don't try to score any points. Um, <laughs> We, uh, we champion the goalies who uh, help us tank. Um, but I feel like he's going to be that concierge, Matt. I feel like he's going to actually get a pay bump. Um, so I could see him, you know, getting a pretty juicy little short-term deal here to continue. Um, but he definitely gets the Steve Iser plan. He's just doing enough to look good without getting any points. We don't sacrifice that precious, precious um, draft slot. It it should be mentioned, Mike, because you mentioned the plus so minus. Give me, so give me the Larkin. That's how I feel. Whew. Uh, because you mentioned the plus minus, I just wanted to I'm gonna throw you under the bus. Um, Don't you do it. Matt, it's a very important statistic. It's Luke Glendening not- is the team leader in expected goals against per 60. So uh, that's Damn. him being on the ice as, as a defensive No, we want the player. antiquated stats, man. Antiquated. Come on. <laughs> He's yeah, he's our big turd sandwich in that regard. Um, it could just be. We also know that a, a majority of his zone starts are on the defensive side, so that's going to hurt you quite a bit. And we've mentioned that yes. before, and a lot of people forget to look at that. But uh, I, I just want to throw that out there because it, it, even though the mentality is defense first, um, he gives up a lot per sixty, and um, we we, we got to take that into consideration. But I, I still listed him as he's going to get signed. So I think we're both we're both in the he's getting signed again. Uh, if we're going to fill out a roster, Glendening brings something to the table, and there's, there's that. All right. So moving on, Mark Stahl, Mike, you're you're guessing two point five. Uh, Evolving Hockey said one point two million. Here's the thing, Mike. Steve Eiserman was asked over these last couple of days. Who has improved the most on this roster? And even Steve said, when you're asked this question, you know where I'm going with this. When you're asked this question, you focus on the young guys. But I'm going to tell you guys what. Mark Stahl. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Mark Stahl was Steve Eiserman's pick. Um, So, to me, if I did not hear that, I would have said, oof, Samuelson. Mike, Mark Stahl's an all-sign him, but... He's an Anthony Mantha. He's getting a contract. Who knows what happens during the season? No Who knows way. what happens during the no next way. off season? No I I think Mark Stahl's sticking around, and, no and Steve Eiserman is putting the bait I, out there. He's no. planting the seed. No, he is not gardening this this plant. No, he's not planting any seeds, Matt. Who? This uh, guy has. He's got guy out has, of uh, out of Dylan Larkin, Tyler Bertuzzi, Mike no, Rath. This guy Who has the most. Mark, three, you guys are forgetting the opening day. Toronto Maple Leafs written all over him. <laughs> we got no. a big boy, Mark Stahl. He's six no. five. He's gonna I, if Mark and knock him down. If Mark isn't signing with us, I I have to believe the, the career is. Is nipping him in the bud. I, I, I think no, that man, he is going to Toronto. Bet <laughs> my bottom dollar. Get the DraftKings on the horn. What's what's the odds of Mark Stahl being a Maple Leaf? It's going to happen. Can I bet you? Yeah. No, let's do it. I I would Please. love. 
They love old folks, man. That's a nice retirement home in Canada. You know, you got the health care up there. It's nice and cool. You got moose. Um, Stalin's Kyle, going up there. I promise. Kyle Dubas. Uh, you know, out of all the guys, Steve, that you uh, that was a new Samuelson for you. Who, who improved the most? I that tell is, you what. <laughs> <laughs> that is stunning commentary by Eiserman for most improved. Because I thought, we, I thought we liked him at the beginning of the season. And then he was kind of, eh. And then he kind of finished the season. So I, I, I didn't know there was that much improvement. Um, I mean, I, he, you know, we talked about Zadina being a 7% war. Uh, Mark Stahl's a 3% war. Oof. However, it does take in to consideration the last three years. And all the reason that he was traded to us was because he was like a 1% last year. Um, so he did improve. He did. The most improve when you're one of the worst defensemen in the league. It's pretty easy to improve. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we made comments at the halfway point of the season. It looked like he was being dragged around the ice by Troy Stetcher. So, um, I guess like if they just want to have a pairing lined up for next year and they're like, let's just bring in Mark Stahl for cheap again, is it going to kill us? No. Uh, but I do, I a hundred percent believe Steve was planting that seed. I think Mark Stahl is coming back. Uh, if I he I think he's definitely going to the Maple Leafs. He's not he's not <laughs> playing for us. The stupid Maple. <laughs> they love those guys. They love them. Uh, Matt, uh, let's go to uh, another tough one here. Jonathan MVP Bernier. Um, I had him bringing in six and a half mil because he's one of the greatest players <laughs> in the history. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think evolving hockey isn't sophisticated enough to have a goaltender result. So I mean, I I, I would out. say. I would say six – let's just play the six and a half mil, and I'd still do it. I Over under on six and a half mil, Matt. What do you got? Uh, under. Um, <laughs> what would you say? Un, under? Right. I was being conservative. Man, I thought we were giving you think, him, you know, three for 30. Yeah. Oh, I thought you misheard me. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, even if we play the six and a half uh, million game here, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing in Bernier. He – he earned a large contract because of the garbage he has to put up with. Uh, the only thing is, I think Bernier himself doesn't want to sign a huge contract because if he becomes a movable trade piece, uh, he doesn't want himself to look impossible to move if he if he can get over to a Stanley Cup contender. Uh, and I think Steve's thinking that too. But yeah, if it was just about we want Bernier to, you know, this this is almost a reward. For Bernier, I'm I'm all for it. I'm fine with it. Give him give him six and a half mil and and make sure he doesn't go anywhere. And I think I think too, like you talk about um we've talked about brand value for these players. Um I think he's truly endeared himself to the fan base and he could have a rough start next year. And I th I think we'd be fine with it with the way he's performed the last couple of years. This is Boom. another tough one because tongue in cheek. Obviously, we love him on this show. Um, oh my God! Are you but he's got he's got a lot of value outside of the. He, arguably, of all these players, I think he's got the most value to just walk away because now you don't have to trade. You know, one of those you know give Iceman that greedy little weasel one of your draft picks. Um, he can just walk <laughs> and play wherever he wants. And if the Red Wings' goal is ultimately to lose. And, you know, keep bottoming out. Why would you keep re-signing the MVP of the National Hockey League? So they might just say, this is our only shot to keep losing, to play Picard more. And we can't play Picard or Pickard. I keep hearing different pronunciations, Matt. Pickard, um, 
Yeah, and Jesse Bryce, me and Bryce and Bernier. So this scary moment might be the end of the MVP run in Detroit. Champion. So, so the Iser plan is going full tank for Shane Wright and Connor Bedard the next season. So we can't. It'll be really weird for us to come in all that money to to two above average goalies, right? When we have Picker just just waiting to to help us tank, he's doing everything he can. He's <laughs> he a tried. company guy all over. He's a company guy. He's a company guy. Steve, man. I tried last night. I tried so hard. I know, buddy. I know. I, I just told. I got you, buddy. Um, That's what Jimmy was. I, I think we gave Jimmy a, you know, we brushed him out the, you know, kicked him out the door. And honestly, I'm sure Jimmy and Steve had that conversation. Like, I need you to do this. This is going to hurt. This is going to hurt what the Red Wings fans think of you. But, buddy, I, I need this. I need you to tank this season. Jimmy's just like, yeah, right, sure. Let's light it up, man. <laughs> Jimmy, have you heard of Tim Stutzler? <laughs> Let me show you this. We're, Jimmy, if yeah. we're stuck with that fourth pick, God help me. Um, <laughs> obviously, outside of Jimmy's hands. Um, yeah, I, so yeah, I, guess I, I think me, I, this is an all sign him, but because I, I, it just depends on what the Iser plan is. Um, I don't know. I let's move on to a couple other more fun players, man. Bobby Ryan, the guy, all he did was drool over Steve Iserman. Um, I gotta say, I'll sign him, but. Probably depends on what Bobby Ryan wants to do with the rest of his life. If he wants to be a part of another rebuild year. Um, you know, we saw what he looks like when he's healthy. Um, so I'm going to give him a Manta score. He's an all sign but Yeah, same here. I, I think that, that ultimately they wanted him to be uh, trade bait. I, I don't think he performed. Uh, like, this wasn't a fantastic season, Mike, by any means. If you take a no. look at the advanced analytics uh, when Bobby Ryan was on the ice, we were hurt defensively. And if you want to say that doesn't necessarily pass the eyeball test, that idea, uh, yeah. it certainly passed how many shots were put on net. <laughs> so uh, I, I just, I'll, I'll put it that way. Um, but yeah, Bobby Ryan, I, I, I say works. And if we're going to keep building up the talent base here, I, I and we're taking a look at the likes of, you know, I know we're, we're talking different positions here, but we know that Sam Gagne and Philpola can't both play center when we have a full roster. Uh, so we are talking wingers and wingers. So I, I'm just going to say I, I'd rather have him in here than one of them because I think the trade value is going to be much higher for him if we can move him. And that's, yeah, that's still the game we're playing. We're not talking playoff spot next year. So Bobby Ryan, I'll sign him, but Anthony Manta uh, level. All right, All right Mike, your boy, Calvin Pickard. Man, this is uh, Iserman all over it. Um, this guy gets it. Um, nobody, nobody's more of a company man than Mr. Pickard. <laughs> He's like, suit me up coach. I'm ready to, you know, get in that draft war room, you know, just, get- a, just a recap. We're dropping for, for Mike, Steve Iser plan. We're, <laughs> yeah, so we're he's, Shane uh, and, Yang and, and this is all yeah. for Shane Wright and Connor Bedard in the next <laughs> draft. Right. Yes, thank you for those caveats. Um, that's what this is all about, is uh, you know building out that top line, and nobody <laughs> cares more about building a top line for the Red Wings' future than Calvin Pickard. Nobody. Mike. Nobody in that goddamn locker room. That's the speech Iserman's giving at the end of these games. Nobody in this goddamn locker room cares about this Red Wings' future, except that man right over there. You tell him, Calvin. Yeah! People <laughs> all these games, boys! That's what I'm talking about. Sitting there with a four goals against. 
800. Nobody cares about this team like Calvin does. You guys, look to the corner of the room. Look at your starting goaltender. It's just bloodied. You think this is Barely funny? Get up. You actually think this is funny? You huh? think I'm kidding right now? I'll trade you. I don't care if it's I gave you five games. I'll, tra- I'll, go, I'll send you right back to Washington. You know what? I'm listening to a trade offer for game. How about that? <laughs> um, yeah, I I think this might. Uh, I, I'm gonna. Uh, no, screw it. I'll double. The, yeah, pick it. Put sign him up. Starting goaltender next year. Let's get that four goals against in there. I'm putting a C on his jersey because he's the only <laughs> guy who gets it. <laughs> Mike Taro Rose. Um, this was funny because uh, we we had him guessed at 950, and Evolving Hockey was like. Is there a number we can go lower than seven? Is there a legal number we can go even lower? <laughs> Man, I don't think so, Scrooge McDuck was this uh, stingy uh, with the seven hundred and fifty k. I think that's below I, the hockey minimum wage. Sense. I don't know how we did that, but I mean, it makes sense for their system to to come up with a number. It actually wasn't seven fifty. It actually came up with a number below that. Um, I just brought it up uh, for the sake of this conversation, but uh, yeah, I, I mean. Uh, I, I guess if you want to make the argument that he didn't get enough of a test over these last couple of years. I think his career highlight was an athletic article from like two years ago. <laughs> that that was about it. There's a Rear really nice highlight. piece on his potential. Right. So. Uh, rival podcast, Wings for Breakfast, picked him to be the uh, dark horse uh, MVP for the 2019-20 season. <laughs> That's his career highlight so far. Uh, Tara Hirose, Mike, I'm just going to say oof because – if you made the argument you want to bring him back uh, short term, that's fine. But I, I guess, you know, I ultimately just see another guy that's going to be hanging out in Grand Rapids. So we could go I mean, either way on this. Yeah, I mean, we've given up on players who've done more. So I think Taro, he's he's going to be an oof, if anything. This, uh, this last one's my favorite. So um, we thought uh, Dylan McElrath. I had him at 750K <laughs> now that we knew what the bar was. Um, what was it, Evolving Hockey? Said unemployed. Um, just said unemployed. <laughs> yeah. There's no number that made sense for him to get a new contract, um, yeah. according to Evolving Hockey. They didn't Hockey. even have him, you know, selling lawnmowers at Home Depot. They just said unemployed. New job. All right. New career is what I mean. <laughs> yeah, they had him uh, on uh, monster.com. That's what they said. Uh, yeah, he's Rob setting up his, his state of Michigan. Um, how do you get paid if you, you put in their professional hockey player? You know, like what? I guess you just uh, pop out, right? You get the most amount back on the, from the unemployment uh, for six months, Mike. You get uh, it's, it's nice. uh, much like puppeteering, juggling, um, you know, stick handling. They're all kind of in the same vein of usefulness, um, you know, in the nine to five sphere. Um, so it doesn't, you know, make us happy to know he's going to be unemployed. It just that's what's what it looks I, yeah, like. So he's I, kind of easy to Thank you for saying that. Obviously, we don't want anybody. We're not rooting just, for it to not have a job. I mean, just, he hasn't done enough to get an NHL job. That's all. Yeah, when the when the system that we're relying on to tell us what a potential salary is comes out and spits out unemployed, I just like come on. All right. Um. Yeah. I mean, oof. And then one more oof we missed uh, was Alex Biega. Um. He came out at at seven fifty k. So again, this was another where the again, evolving hockey model yeah. was like, I don't know what number to come out with. So. Bleh. Um, look again, this is the same conversation. Um, are, are we going to just be icing a team so that our drafts for 2022 and 2023 look pretty great? Maybe. Uh, but if, 
you know, if we're talking like, do we need to bring these guys back? Oof, oof, Samuelson all the way. Like, it's just, we could ice a team or, you know, or we could try and improve. Uh, and, and we could also play with some of the guys we have yeah. uh, in our own farm you system. Know, um, you know, Viega, he's, he's uh, you know, hopefully, you know, I, I think he's going to be the Bob Cratchit of, um, you know, the NHL. I, I don't I don't see him getting a bump. I don't know if he's going to have a job with the Scrooges anymore. Um, I, I might well, be it for him. The best point we're going to make here to wrap up this whole conversation, um, when we first started doing this with the RFAs, if we signed everybody, like, and of course some of these guys are going to end up being squeezed into uh, a Griffin's jersey, uh, we'd still have about you know, like 10 to 15 million in cap space. So here's here's the thing. We could sit here and make jokes and play games about who's going to – I mean, we just have so much flexibility, Mike. We could bring them all back. Iserman could flip. He, he, he bring them all back flip them for trades or he can just outright release them and just take the cap hit for fun because he's got so much money to throw around. Uh, he could do that. Uh, and it won't make a lick of difference. We, we just have so much to do here. And we saw Mike, all that cap space utilization we talked about, you know, we didn't see as many trades as we thought we'd see last year. So, I mean, if we expected the same amount going into this year, we're not, you know, we're just not going to expect a ton to come our way. Um, but who knows with the expansion draft coming up, that was something Steve talked Ooh, about um, maybe we're not signing even half these guys and Steve's just going to be picking up a whole roster full of uh, guys that, uh, you know, we'll just have a bunch of Louis Erickson's, uh, a bunch of guys who could barely make a roster but are cashing a check for 8 mil or whatever. Um, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I guess with that, Mike, uh, that wraps up the UFAs. I think ultimately we're agreeing we're agreeing that there's a shot uh, for Helm, Glenn Denning. Uh, we made an argument for Gagne. Oh, no, let's just throw Gagne out. Helm, Glenn Denning, Mark Stahl, Bobby Ryan. We're, what's our official comment on Jonathan Bernier? I said I'm bringing him in. Mike, you can't have him back because he plays too good. We, he's out of here. You, you, you are, you're not a team player anymore, John. Yeah, we need it. We're looking for company guys at this point, Bernie. And you're just, you're just not, you're not getting the point. All right, the point is to stop saving. Just let them in, all of them. <laughs> um, see, I think he's done, and uh, I think it's going to be Pickard. He'll be your number one goaltender next. <laughs> year. All right, all right. So that uh, I can't, I can't wait to see the comments on the YouTube page for this. One. Um, <laughs> So that wraps up, uh, yeah, that wraps up our UFA talk, and uh, we've got our season wrapped. Uh, let's uh, sail off into the sunset. We went we pretty long here. I think we, we got it. two this episodes. Over. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is two episodes. There's, there's, yeah, we did go. it! Woo! All right, thanks All right. for tuning in, everybody. Uh, let's uh, sail off. Mike, enjoy your trip to Ohio. Ooh. Well, the Columbus Zoo is nice, okay? I saw a manatee yesterday. Beautiful. Great. And I wasn't and, even at the zoo yet. <laughs> that was an Ohio joke. Sorry. Zing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We can sail off. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Have a good one.